Welcome to Leonard Lopate at Large. I'm Leonard Lopate. Because so many of us have been trapped in our homes or in cramped New York City apartments for months now, the need for entertainment that can be enjoyed from the comfort of our couches has never been greater. So what have you been watching and listening to over the past six months? Have you been binge watching shows on Netflix and Turner Classic Movies? And and what box are you, what books are you finally reading? In today's installment of London Lopez at Large, my executive producer Jesse Lent and I invite you to call in and reveal what you've been relying on as an escape during these difficult times. And the number to call is 212-209-2877. That's 212-209-2877. Jesse, aren't you too busy working on the show and your musical projects to do much else? <laughs> well, thank you for the reference to the music. Hello, Leonard. Great to be here. I did just release an album earlier this month my, with my band, The Sweethearts of the Psychic Rodeo. But I think as anyone listening probably knows, no matter how busy you are, as strange as things are right now, as downright disturbing as the daily news onslaught can be right now, I think we all need to find a way to relax and escape, perhaps, from, from what's going on. Well, uh, I can only watch so much cable news, especially since they keep on saying breaking news and then telling you the same story again and again and again. <laughs> And recently, we know what the story's been, and it's a very sad story. But uh, I, uh, there were so many things going on in the world, and we wind up just seeing one or two things again and again and again. So um, I'm sure you you do what I do, which is at a certain point, out of frustration, start looking for other things to watch on television or other things to do, uh, crossword puzzles or whatever. Well, it is interesting, you know, um, when we started talking about doing this particular show, I got together a list of, I guess, my top five uh, things in all sort of mediums, top five entertainment sources, I guess, to sound a little highfalutin, uh, that I've been turning to during the pandemic. And the one thing that they do all have in common is it's definitely escapism. I mean, I'm you know, I'm the type of guy where I like to read uh, presidential biographies for fun, but lately, there's been a real need. I don't know if this has been true for you, but for me to just find kinds of entertainment that like that really help you escape, uh, like I was saying before. Yeah, well, for me, it's been some classic movies like The Lady Eve and My Man Godfrey and old TV series. Uh, again, I wonder what uh, our audience is doing, and uh, we give out. The, I'll give out that number again: two one two. Two zero nine two eight seven seven, and um, uh, I, I'm sure that our engineer will inform us when we start getting some calls, because uh, I'm sure you all have things that you want to share. Again, two one two two zero nine two eight seven seven. In your case, Jesse, you've been watching some old series. Well. There is one series that I don't know. It, it, I've yet to find a lot of people who uh, who were watching it or are watching it, which uh, might be why it was canceled. <laughs> this is a show called Lodge 49, a really unique 
uh, drama, hour-long drama on AMC that uh, ran from August of 2018 to just October of uh, of 2019, and then was was canceled back in December, so a few months before the pandemic. But all the episodes ended up on Hulu, which is where I was lucky enough to binge them. And just to give a really quick synopsis, this is an homage. I know you're not a huge Thomas Pynchon guy, Leonard, but he's one of my favorite writers. And he has his, his 1965 classic, The Crying of Lot 49. This is not a redux, uh, uh, you know, this is not a, a, a TV version of that book. It's more in the spirit of Pynchon and in the spirit of that novel, which as anyone who's read the book knows is all about uh, sort of things hiding in, in plain sight. An alternate post office is or, or postal system is, is in that book, not in this. Lodge 49, the TV show, is about um, a, 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 almost like a Masonic lodge, something that they call the Order of the Lynx, which is an imaginary uh, order. It's it's welcomes in both men and women. And what's so unique about the show, it's told through uh, Wyatt Russell, the actor Wyatt Russell's performance, the, the son of Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, but a really tremendous actor in his own right. You might remember him. He, he Anyone who watches the Netflix series Black Mirror, he was in one of those. Uh, I believe the episode was called The Tourist. But uh, his his sister is played by Sonia Cassidy, and one of the his sort of a mentor at 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 this Masonic lodge, or I, I should call it the Order of the Lynx Lodge, because that's really what it is, uh, is is played by the great Brent Jennings. But what makes it so great um, and unique in dramatic television, I haven't really seen anything like it, is it's a series that actually makes you feel good and the moments are more about interpersonal relationships uh and granted interspersed you know with things like alchemy and other ancient arts that are all part of this order uh but it's really great to watch something that's able to hold my attention and yet there's no murdering going on. There's no double crossing. It's not people being terrible to each other. It's really more about the these relationships that that transcend uh, races and, and, and barriers of, uh, and of age. But it's really just more about, I think, uh, finding community uh and 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 it and how perhaps that's the greatest magic trick of all right now finding a a place to to be with with people that you that you feel uh are are like you so anyway really great show lodge 49 stream it now on hulu that is my first uh recommendation and leonard you know if i could ask you something well, you, you want said, to give out the phone number oh oh yeah actually i'm sorry i don't have it in front of me could you okay. give it out one more time it is 212 209-2877. We'd love for you to join this conversation. We're really interested in knowing what you're doing right now after uh, having been, well, I'm assuming most of you anyway, have been following the rules and pretty much staying at home as much as you can, except when you had to go out to a little grocery shopping. And um, I, I, the other day I did something I haven't done in many, 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 many months. And that is I got a haircut. I, well, I, I was willing to take the chance. And we should say, Leonard, that, you know, we're right now starting with TV, but this is really any genre. Yeah. 
Um, and it doesn't, you know, Leonard was just talking about old movies. It doesn't have to be something that was released during the pandemic. I had a couple things that we might get to that I just think are really interesting because they've uh, been issued, you know, been released in this in this odd period that we're in. But, you know, I wanted to ask you about that, actually. So it, it, to finish the thought, listeners should call if it's a podcast, if it's an artist, if it's, uh, you know, whatever it is that's getting if you've been able through. to get around, if you've been able yeah. to get out. Exactly. What is 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 helping you through in the comfort of your own home, apartment, etc. Again, the number 212-209-2877. And the question I wanted to ask you, Leonard, was you said you mentioned watching old movies. Do you find you're going back and watching movies that you haven't seen, rewatching things you have, or just kind of watching whatever's coming up on on Turner Classic Movies or other yeah. other cable channels? I only want to watch good ones, so that's that becomes a problem. Look, the Lady Eve is one of the ones I mentioned. Uh, uh, Barbara Stanwyck, you just can't go wrong. Uh, that's just such a wonderful comedy. Uh, sure, I saw it many years ago, but. I only have faint memories of the the plot. Uh, it's all the details that are really important. I have been watching a new series that uh, is unlike anything that you get on American television. It's called Rita. It's a, a Danish series about an unconventional teacher. When I say unconventional, she's a rather unpleasant person. And you don't get too many American sitcoms where the, uh, the main character is somebody who is... Uh, it's not all that likable. <laughs> it, it's really, really good. And the, the subtitles are easy to read, which is sometimes a problem on television. So um, I'm enjoying that. On the other hand, I went back and watched some old shows that I haven't seen in a long time, like Cheers and The West Wing. And it's amazing how much of the, uh, the things they were dealing with on The West Wing in the late 90s uh, is still relevant today. I think there is something about watching things that you've seen before <laughs> at a different time that can be very comforting right now. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, my my girlfriend had never seen uh, the uh, the Return of the Jedi before, so mm -hmm. we uh, we watched that, and for me, it was so great to be able to kind of go back to a place in time when uh, your main concern was what kind of candy you want, or even if it was just going back a year ago when we didn't, uh, when we could all sit in rooms. I mean, I mean, I don't know about you, but you know, I mentioned this, this, this Lodge 49 about a lodge of people sitting, just a group of people sitting in the tavern at the lodge, just, it's hard not to go, oh my gosh, to get so nostalgic for just a time when we could all sit in a bar with a eyeball to eyeball and not have to worry about uh, horrible consequences. Well, uh, I'm nostalgic for when we used to be able to go into a studio and do a radio <laughs> show sitting uh, yes. with our guests. It was <laughs> just so, not that I have, we haven't had wonderful guests recently. We've had some really great ones, but talking on the phone is always a little different than sitting in a room with somebody, especially when there's all this eye contact. So you don't wind up interrupting people as much. Uh, somebody takes a little breath and I'm not sure whether they finished or whether they are just taking a breath. And so then I start talking and then we wind up with a bit of a mess. Uh, it's, 
it's a whole different kind of adjustment just doing this radio show. And I'm sure a lot of the, our, our listeners are working from home as well. And I'd be curious about how that's working out for them. Um, I'm not sure we still haven't got, I can't believe we're not getting any calls. We got so many calls the other day when we were talking to Marion Nessel, uh, who the, the, the wonderful uh, writer about food. Uh, this is something, maybe people don't want to talk about something this personal, but again, the number 212-209-2877. And I'm wondering whether uh, you have had the kind of experience that I've had the frustration of, of spending a lot of time flipping through the various film and TV choices with your TV remote and thinking, gee, I didn't know so many bad sounding movies have been made over the years. Um, you know, Leonard, I'm actually seeing now that we do have some oh, callers. Okay, good. So uh, why don't why don't we uh, why don't we go to those callers? Okay, great. I, I, I was I wondering what message. was going on there. I thought we were in the twilight zone there for a second. <laughs> yeah, the last message I got was no one is calling. Okay, uh, let's uh, go to the first caller. Bai, you're on the air. Can you give me your name and and where you're from? Hey, my name is Ron. I'm from Limerick. I thought it was a pleasure to speak to you somehow. Listen to whatever dial you're on, Lenny. How are you? Oh, thank you. Um, I'm doing fine. I'm sitting in, in a bedroom upstairs uh, doing the show as I have been now for how many months? Four or five months? Uh, six, seven months. Yeah. Six, yeah, it's, it almost feels, I'll, I'll be, I'm not sure I'll be able to adjust when I have to go back into a studio. But you're, you're calling about, what are you calling about? <laughs> I've uh, been a voracious reader, Lenny. I'm reading anything from the Bible to the dictionary, any book that I can pull down from an outside library or recommend it from a friend. Do you still keep in touch with the people from the Mint Theater, Jonathan Banks? No, they have not been in touch, no. Uh, exactly. And and I, uh, unless, the way our show works is people approach us because, uh, well, except in rare occasions. And so... Uh, they haven't gotten back. They haven't gotten to us. Uh, but we've been having wonderful, as, as you may have been hearing in, in uh, the last couple of months, been having uh, wonderful guests offered to us. So we're very happy. In fact, when we're booked all the way into October because so many people want to be on our show, which I think is just great. Lenny, is it true your mother was the actress in the Alka-Seltzer commercials? Yes, she was the uh, the actress in Mamma Mia, that's a spicy meatball Alka-Seltzer commercial, uh, which uh, was a rather sad story because even though it created a giant sensation and people were saying, Mamma Mia, that's a spicy meatball, a, um, a mobster complained to Alka-Seltzer that it was insulting to Italians and they canceled the, uh, the, the commercials after a little over a month. Uh, and uh, so what looked like it was going to be a major source of income for my mother <laughs> turned out to just be, well, it did turn out to be something interesting because Johnny Carson loved it. And he invited my mother on his show. Yeah, it was Fran Lope. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Fran Lope. Yeah, that was, that was a great, I think that was one of the top 10 where she was massaging his back. He couldn't believe he ate the whole thing. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, but my mother had a, an odd career, uh, kind of sad she was signed to be marlon brando's wife in the godfather and then uh then the studio heads complained that she was not known as well known as she should be and so they dumped her she was in a benson and hedges commercial 
the the silly millimeter longer commercial, and then wow. cigarette cigarette commercials were banned on television. Was she had that one, kind of career. Was that the one with the black eye? No, she was a uh, a landlady in the hall on a phone on in the hall, kind of snooping uh, into the room of one of her tenants, and um, they notice her and they slam the door and. The cigarette is so long it gets caught in the door. That's good, Lenny. That was good to hear you, Lenny. Yeah, because you turned me on to the Mint Theater, and that was a great little theater off Broadway. Yeah. I won tickets on when you used to do tickets on the other station. Uh, a, a, a train, a little train journey, a little journey about a derailed train. What a great uh, set! Of, what a great now, set! Of, well, of course, there isn't too much theater these days. But uh, there is a derailed train. The A train was derailed yesterday. Thank you so much for your call. And let's go to another caller. Hi, BAI, you're on the air. Hey, Leonard, uh, Jesse, yes. I just would like to say, wonderful job, both of you. I really appreciate the time you put in and the topics you bring up. Just fantastic. Um, Thank you so much. So yes, this is kind of you're very welcome. Um, kind of the interesting thing I've decided to do, and it's been about two years now, I'm at the very, very tail end, a couple of less pages actually of writing a book. And I started doing this before the pandemic. So it was kind of like I was already very devoted to do this. So it's almost like the pandemic didn't affect me. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> and, what and happened is you, it, without the pandemic, you probably would have been tempted by all sorts of other things. And it would have meant taking uh, a lot longer to write the book, but now you have no choice, right? right? You know, I, who knows? I mean, it, it might have forced me to devote it if I was in that groove, but it kind of, believe it or not, it, you know, when you're devoted in something, you know, you're kind of focused on it, and that's what I was. And it's interesting because I'm writing it about, uh, as well as parts of my absorption of my life, but the Declaration of Independence. And what I have come to conclusion as a master designer, and I have several licenses, uh, and a couple of them have the name master in it. Um, it's interesting because what I have come to conclude, and there's no question about this, the kinesthetics, if I could say that word, the word values, this document is from birth to death, whether you're a person, business, or a government. And it's interesting how many politicians and all these people, so many people are overriding this guide, and it's just befuddling when I don't understand that we are doing that. Sounds interesting. Of course, you'll uh, get in touch with us when the book is published. Yes. Yeah, so do you have anyone who you could recommend who could expedite? Uh, expedite and I say, it? I, I, yeah. I don't. Jesse, you're the one who deals with publishers. You're welcome. We're, we could definitely take this up uh, off the air. You, you can email me. My email is jesse at wbai.org, J-E-S-S-E at wbai.org. And anyone who has a show idea for us. We are always looking for great show ideas. Uh, we can't promise everyone that we can have you on or even give you a reply because we get so hammered with with um, with suggestions, but we do consider each one. So I promise you, if you send it over, it'll be looked at. And can I just say that I can completely relate to this call because as I mentioned, uh, I put out a record, the originals by my band, The Sweethearts of the Psychic Rodeo. That's The Sweethearts with a Z. Uh, in great. my other life, I'm a musician and music producer. And I found the pandemic so much easier 
to get through when I was working on a deadline, working at this thing, because (laughs) the same thing, suddenly all the social engagements are gone from the calendar. You're just staring at your gear every day. And it's like, okay, no more excuses. They've all been taken off the table. Can I- Chops are better than ever. Wait, first I have to tell people that they're listening to Leonard Lopate at large on WBAI New York 99.5 FM and streaming at WBAI.org. And we're taking listener calls at 212-209-2877. Go ahead, Jesse. No, I, I just was going to ask the, the caller, are you are you done with the book or are you still working on it? I've, pretty, I've been done, I'm just tweaking it. And um, yeah. you know, I don't know if it's relative to have to have a published book to speak of the Declaration of Independence. Um, but if that is an interest, I would love to be a guest because I could articulate. No, I, I was I just did. sorry to interrupt. But I, I was just curious if you are you finding the same thing now that you're done? Is it harder to to get through the day now that you don't have this project consuming so much of your time? Um, the project really has not ended because the book was only a part of the whole function, really, and. What ultimately I'm doing is forefronting a campaign to remedy 90, 80 to 95, maybe 60, let's be conservative, 60 to 85, maybe better than that percent of all the problems we have. Um, and I just see by design, we're not complementing, you know, who we are as people. We see so many political people getting so over political. And that's one thing the Declaration mentions is, you know, it's time to stop the political bench, which have connected them with another. Sure. And we're not really doing that. So what I did was, to, to break it down, I took every three and four and five words, and I said, well, what could this mean? And I hypothesized it. And to conclude, like in a Pogosianese postulation, I took it, you know, from a couple different perspectives to, you know, say a reverse mirror image and reflect it. Because a lot of people cannot explain the declaration. Um, John, what's his name? Uh, does it show on BAI? John Kane? I'm sorry, John. Yes. Yeah, John King. Wrong? Yes. So when he spoke of the declaration, I was so tempted to call his show. I was just busy that day. Um, and when he spoke of it, it sounds like people just mention it and they kind of just quote some of the quotes. But when you really take the whole sum of the whole document, it really stands for a guide of human life. And it's interesting because no one has really ever poised it. I've never heard anyone poise it. And I was very intrigued, especially when you hear people who are um, not just classified as a professional doctor, but uh, Dr. Martin Luther King and other people, they quote some of these lines. And, of course, that kind of catches your attention. Why did he just say that? And then what does it really mean? Listener, I really appreciate this call, and I look forward to perhaps discussing the Declaration of Independence with you. But we've got a lot of people hanging on, and we want to get to some more of the calls, okay? Thanks so much for your call. Let's go to another one. BAI, you're on the air. Hi, yes, this is Lewis from Staten Island. And Hi, Lewis. Plenty to do. Hi, nice to talk to you again. Um, it, so many things to do. Uh, your audience must know that Film Forum and Brooklyn Academy of Music are making yeah. their new independent arrivals available for downstreaming. And I've seen a number of uh, interesting documentaries uh, through that uh, service, and uh, it's uh, just uh, it may change the way people go to the movies in the future. You know, I don't uh, coming from Staten. I used to have to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, haul into uh, the the village to Houston Street 
but because there aren't too many art houses in Staten Island. Oh no, they're certainly not. No, <laughs> but now they're available through downstreaming. So this is this is wonderful. And I saw an interesting uh, documentary about um, the booksellers, the bookseller market in New York mm-hmm. City. Uh, fascinating one. And then another documentary about Pauline Kael, what she said. And uh, so, and I, I I do miss the museums. And I found a wonderful biography of Caravaggio by uh, uh, a brilliant art uh, writer on the arts called by the name of Andrew Graham Dixon. And I was so impressed with that, I bought his other book on the history of British art. So there's another. uh, uh, Those are not. And Caravaggio is one of my gods, even though he was one of the the most terrible people that ever lived. A great artist who also killed somebody and. Yes, uh, was on the run for most of his life. Absolutely, and died at age thirty-eight, and and left such a a a, a, a transformational legacy is just yeah. incredible. What all the artists who life. followed uh, Rembrandt, etc., all influenced by Caravaggio. By the way, yes. uh, I'm going to move on to another call, but the museums are opening up again. Although they, I think you, in most cases, you have to uh, make an appointment, but. That still sounds pretty good. In fact, it means that you'll you won't be fighting with other people to look at something. Yes, right. I just want to mention keep six uh, uh, keep, uh, keep six feet away. Well, yes, absolutely. Uh, E.J. White just published a book called uh, uh, "Are You Talking to Me?" and it's about and, and this was just published about uh, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. It's about the dialects of New York City, the way we talk here. Yeah, and I think she would she would make a fascinating guest, E.J. White. Uh, you okay. Me. So I know she said she says thank you for calling, and she says uh, that the old thing, the old line about uh, Toity Toid Street and all of that, New Yorkers talking that way, they did once, and in fact, it was often upper class people, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, who would say Earl and Toity Toid, uh, and now it's only just a cliche. Nobody does it anymore. Let's take another call. Hi, BAI, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Leonard. How are you? Okay. Who, who is this? This is Scott from Rockland County. Uh-huh. And Scott, what are you doing to fill your time uh, now that you're trapped at home? I listen to BAI. Ah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was well. the end. That's the whole reason we did this segment, really, <laughs> was to get I your call. I'm so sorry to hear that, but you're unfortunately you're not alone. Oh, oh no, I know that. I also have disabilities, so it helps me to keep connected to the world. Uh huh. And I love your show. And we love having listeners like you. Thank you so much for calling us. I'm going to Please sneak call one. again. Yes, uh, we're going to sneak another one in before we go to a break. Hi, BAI, you're on the air. By the way, our number, to just reminding everybody, it's 212-209-2877. Hi. Hi, Leonard. I'm Melinda. I live in Manhattan. How are you? Uh, We're well uh, so far. Thank. I mean, uh, neither Jesse nor I have gotten COVID-19, so I guess everything's okay. You're just tempting fate by saying that. I'm knocking wood right here in my home studio. I hope it stays that way, actually. And uh, I love your Thank show. You. 
And I've been watching, I've been listening to, to WBAI a lot more as well as your last caller. I've also been on social media too much, but I just read. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I just read <laughs> To Kill a Mockingbird. I never had read it. Oh. And so um, it was recommended That's to me last one. week. And then when I was coming home with a copy from the library, one of my neighbors said he read it three times. And it turns out it, it's everyone's favorite book, or a lot of people love the book. Yeah, it's a great book. For me, it was definitely probably my or, or one of my favorites that we were required to read in, in high school. <laughs> Do you have any interest in seeing the play? The stage production is supposed to be great. I have not seen it. I don't know if you have, Leonard. I have not. I have you know, I used to go to theater a lot, obviously. I know. I, I guess I should say no back more. when it's back. Yeah. <laughs> or when it when it reappears, should I say. Yeah. Sure. I'd well, I did watch to... the movie with Gregory Peck. Of course, yeah. And I also watched his uh, acceptance speech when he got the Oscar for Best Actor. Huh. And, you know, now that I've read this book, I'm going to read her other book, Watchmen. And I'm also going to read In Cold Blood because it turns out that she mm. helped Truman Capote write it. And I then didn't I'm know watch that. That's fascinating. <laughs> so, so, you know, one thing kind of led to another, and all of a sudden I have a good reading list and movie list. That's My great. problem with reading is that uh, I, I get sent a lot of books in preparation for this show, so I don't read any old, any classics anymore. I'm, I'm generally reading enough into a book to decide whether we want to have that, the author as a guest. And it's amazing how many interesting books are being published these days. Uh, in the past, uh, this was a, well, this was the beginning of a, of a hot time, but August was always slow. And now this last August was fabulous. Boy, we had some great guests. It is really interesting, though, the, the urge. I've been having this with, with literature, with movies, with music. There's something about this pandemic that, at least for me, makes you want to go back to the classics, the sort of best things that human civilization has done. Right now, I'm reading the collected short stories of Hemingway, which I had always read one or two here or there, but going through all of them and just how eclectic they are and 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 uh and consistently fantastic uh there's definitely something to be said for uh going back to our greatest artists yeah or the your favorite movies thank you so much for your call anything you want to add okay uh jesse we at this time we usually we go into a break and we usually play some music. I, I do want to tell people who are listening to Leonard Lopate at Large on WBAI New York 99.5 FM and streaming live at WBAI.org. Uh, we usually play some music that is relevant to the topic at hand. You've chosen today's music, uh, even though it isn't exactly relevant to the topic at hand, because uh, the the uh, it was recorded uh during the pandemic and because Fiona Apple felt uh, that she was kind of trapped and should put out a record? Well, it was released during the pandemic. Uh, uh, this is uh, Fiona Apple's fifth studio album, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, which came out on April 17th. Uh, it's been eight years since she put out a record, uh, but it was recorded mostly at home, which is new for her, over the last five years in her Venice Beach home. In fact, there's a great piece uh, that came out in The New Yorker by Emily Nussbaum that I'd recommend to, to listeners to, to get inside her process, which was so interesting, called Fiona Apple's Art of Radical Sensitivity. But 
the long and short of it is this album came out of her sort of not really willing to face fame and and leave the house, uh, getting to be a bit of a recluse and recording small little sounds, hitting a drumstick on a piece of metal or or, or scratching something and and recording those and sampling them and pastiching those and then adding her iconic piano and the 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 instrumentalists on top of that and so the song that we're going to hear has a little bit of that pastiche but it's also as uh this this has been a very successful album so i'm sure some of our listeners have heard about it but for those that haven't i think the reason this has really taken off during the pandemic is it really captures um the 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 feeling of being kind of trapped inside your own uh apartment inside of your own skin that kind of uncomfortable comfortableness if 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 that makes any sense and uh it it really has been resonating with people for sure well we're not going to play it all the complete track because we have a lot of stuff to take care of including a bunch of people hanging on uh, and please continue to hang on anyone that's on the phone (laughs) but uh Let's listen to a little bit of Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple. And this is the song Shanika. Oh, this is called Shanika. Shanika with an M, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Shamika said I had potential. 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 Well, unfortunately, we got to get back to the show. Uh, and before we get back to your calls, uh, uh, I'd like to take just a, a few moments to ask you for your support for WBAI. Uh, the pandemic uh, has not only force most of us to stay at home all the time, but it's also put all independent media in a difficult position. As a small public radio station that relies completely on the generosity of our listeners, WBAI is in a particularly difficult one. Uh, we are not, we don't take uh, money from foundations or ads or anything else. We rely totally on our listeners to keep us going. And that's why we're asking our listeners to please step up right now Go to our website, give2wbai.org, or to call 516-620-3602 to help keep WBAI and Leonard Lopate at large on the air. And one great way to support the station and provide us with the kind of enduring support that we need throughout the years to become a sustaining member of what we call a BAI buddy. And Jesse, you want to fill us in on how that works? Of course. The best thing for people to do is either call 516-620-3602 or to go to the website, give to WBAI.org. Again, that's 516-620-3602 or the website, give to WBAI.org and tell them you want to become a BAI buddy. 
as Leonard was saying, it's a sustaining membership taken out of your credit card or your checking account, whatever is easiest for you. You can stop at any time. This is so that you don't have to give us a big chunk out of your paycheck at one time. And for us, it's even better because we can have a better financial picture of the coming year. Because it's cash flow. Exactly. And it also allows us to sort of see which shows are generating the most listener interest, which is why we ask you to make that pledge in the name of Leonard Lopate at large. It says not just to station management, but actually to the Pacifica network. Um, believe it or not, this is not just a uh, uh, hot air. This, this is 100% true. It is one of the ways that they can see that a show is really uh, gaining traction with listeners, really that people are responding to it, that it is important to you to keep that show on the air. So again, the way to do that is 516-620-3602. Now, obviously, Leonard- Well, go to give2wbai.org. You can uh, also yes, thank go you. to our website. Of course. Uh, you know, Whatever amount listeners are able to give is really uh, the key is that people step up. People have probably noticed that what was originally our summer fun drive morphed or our spring fun drive morphed into our summer fun drive morphed into our fall fun drive. Look, the truth of the matter is things are just really tough right now for all public radio stations. The difference is WBAI doesn't have any of the crutches that every other uh, corporate sponsored, corporate, spo corporate lease sponsored. No, how would you phrase this? Every other station with corporate sponsorship they, we or don't that has funding credits, they all can fall back on that. We don't have that option. Yeah. When I was at another radio station, a public radio station, I would have to break for what I saw were commercials, even though they weren't presented in the same way that commercials on, on commercial stations or on television are, but they were commercials. Uh, and we don't do that. We rely 100% on our listeners to support us. We have ever since we began 60 years ago, uh, it has allowed us to be a unique uh, service, but it also is, is a, has forced us to sometimes uh, really pray that we can get through a rough time. So uh, I'm going to give that number one more time. And then I want to get back to the calls because uh, this is a, a real fun show. Um, if you uh, can give us show support, whether it's to become a BAI buddy or just uh, to support us in other ways, uh, the number is 516-620-3602 or you can go online to give to wbai.org. And, and Leonard, say, can, I, yeah, can I just say one last thing, which is that, um, as I mentioned, every contribution counts. We don't have an author or anyone on the show to offer you a book today. So anyone that makes any contribution of any amount will get a free download of my record sent to them. Hopefully that for someone out there is, is some kind of motivation. But obviously the important thing is that you step up and contribute to WBAI and 
Um, if you do, if you call 516-620-3602 or go to give to WBAI.org, if you become a buddy or just make a contribution of any amount, I'll send you my album for free, a download of it in your email, easy to download uh, by my band, The Sweethearts of the Psychic Rodeo, and that is The Sweethearts with a Z. And uh, Control Room is telling me that we have two callers on hold so maybe we should get to yeah. them leonard right? well first of all first of all we should give the uh the phone number out again in case you want to join those two callers the number is 212-209-2877 that's 212-209-2877 and let's go to that call that first call bai you're on the air is it my turn yes it it's is you. thank you for all holding right. on <laughs> happy equinox yeah, you know, it's not only Equinox, but in a couple of days, it is my birthday. Really? <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah. yeah, I'm taking the day off, to be honest, but because uh, it's a special, I'm, I don't want to go into how old I am, but uh, it's a special year. And uh, <laughs> I've been doing radio for a long time. I started on BAI in 1977. 77? Yeah, 1977. Wow. And your birthday? Mine's, mine's the 27th. Oh, you, a lot of people around this time of year, it seems. I don't know what was going on. I guess because oh, of January, it's cold. Well, it was right. It, we were, I, I thought Christmas babies. Uh, yeah. Some, you know, got to go back. and So uh, what am I going to talk about? I don't know. I, I feel like I'm going we, 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 We're talking about how we're filling our time now that we're stuck we're in our, filling our, our time. House. Well, a lot of people say, you know the movie. Uh, it's, it's reminding them of Groundhog Day. Well, uh -huh. I got a different. Yeah. I got a different idea for a movie. Uh, Daylight Savings Day. You you don't, you don't want to get to be three. You set the clock back and and you keep uh, and the person keeps reliving one hour. I know. I don't know. It's it's like these are crazy ideas. You mentioned To Kill a Mockingbird, or yeah. another caller did, and I thought, you know, to, why did the chicken cross the road? To kill a mockingbird, to see Gregory Peck, or to see Atticus Finch. You see, I'm going bonkers. I can't even come up with a punchline. You know? Uh, and, and time actually, is so weird, though. You're right. I mean, you just it? look at the clock, and it, it either goes so hard in one direction, or just you're sure that you've lost hours, and it's been 15 minutes. Yeah, very, very strange these so, days. Uh, so, Leonard, you said your mother was going to be in The Godfather. That movie. I mean, she was in The Godfather, but she was an extra, actually. Uh, oh. Originally was supposed to have a role. Because the wife, I noted that in the, she only has one line. She says, don't interfere. In the, movie, <laughs> in the movie, that's the only time you hear the Don Corleone's wife. She goes, don't interfere when there's a she fight. She could have said that one line, Leonard. It's only one yeah, line. Well, would have been changed forever. Yeah, but she probably had a lot more when they edit films. Uh, the, oh, a lot right. of stuff winds up uh, being cut out for one reason or another. And, and if my mother had been in there, they probably would have kept more of the dialogue in because she was such a good actress. They replaced her with a singer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I've Could forgotten her name, but she was kind of well-known at the time. And Glengarry Glenn Ross when it went from stage, when it was made into a fantastic movie, um, you know, what a, what a tour de force of all those people who started it. They're, they take it out onto the street. It's not on the stage. And there's one woman who has one line in that one. It's the coat check person. She says, hot out there. 
My mother was in Lovers and Other Strangers, and she was in a scene that got cut out totally, not just because of her, but they just cut the whole scene out. So she had that kind of career. I was an extra in a in a Woody Allen film. Um, nobody, everyone says I love you, and I met Goldie Hawn, very nice person. Yeah. So she didn't even appear in the movie. They cut out all the scenes with the Goldie Hawn. Wow, and she had star power. Huh? She had star power, and she still yeah. was cut out. And you, and you wonder what what happened in the editing. It's like uh, it's not working. Forget. Well, if we cut that, we'll have to cut that. Well, no more Goldie Hawn. What? Yeah. You know how much. We... By the by the way, Leonard, that was Morgana King who played uh, Mama yeah. Corleone. Fetus, yes, Morgana King. Yeah. Well, she sang her line. Thank you so much for your call. Are you uh, are you doing stuff to to kill time? To kill okay. it. I said no time to, okay. or to pass it. I mean, you don't necessarily time. have to kill it. I mean, what? Are you... Well, I'm I'm taking up pottery because I'm I have lots oh, of time good. to I have lots of time to kill. Ooh, <laughs> bad puns! I'm going Zing. Zing. Ooh. <laughs> Okay, thanks for your call. Let's go to another call. Our that. number, our number again: two one two two zero nine two eight seven seven. B A I. You're on the air. Hi, Lenny. Yes, hi. Hi, it's Anthony. I was actually calling you before on hold, sitting in my convertible outside my house, taking the sun, and I was reading the book Rage. I had just gotten it the other day, and I'm going through it and reading the life of what we as citizens were at home and what was happening in Washington and stuff like that. uh, One of the callers are... This is the Bob Woodward book, Rage, you're talking about, right? Yes, 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 yes. And, and, And... yeah, I'm not. I can't read the book to you right now, but I can tell you the people in there. Some people like Rex Tillerson. I have a different opinion of him now, based on the book, and even General Mattis to somewhat of these people. I'm hoping now maybe they can eventually. Um, they have enough money; they can come out and uh, say what the world really needs to hear. But to get back to your show, sir, so I decided to sit in my car, mask on, and my sunroof, and reading this book. And one of the callers I first heard you talk about was your mom's commercial. I'm 66 years old. I remember that commercial very well. I'm an Italian-American. And the, uh, one of the callers mentioned the Black Eye commercial. That was for Tarryton cigarettes, if you remember what Tarryton mm-hmm. was. Sure. They'd rather, fi- they'd rather fight than switch. That was their, their motto. And um, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, that this gentleman before, is a tremendous movie. My daughter's... No, that oh, yeah, great movie. Movies. Absolutely. Yeah, but, one of the key things in that movie is that they all stood around and watched each other's part. Like, mm. Clement would stay when the, uh, when Pacino was doing something, or Alan Alda, or Ed Harris, and, and Kevin. It was a tremendous movie, and it, I think it sort of goes um, under the radar to people who really like movies. Uh, it, to me, it's like one, one of my all-time favorites. And it's a murderer's it row of actors in that film. It's anyone that hasn't seen it, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. I mean, Ed, like you said, Ed Harris, Al Pacino, yeah. uh, you know, Alan Arkin. And, you know, actually, I remember about 15 years ago working in an office and someone playing me these prank calls that people were making using Pacino's dialogue from Glenn Gary, <laughs> Glenn Ross, specifically the part where he said, you know, you just cost me $6,000, six 
thousand dollars. They would call up like a Cracker Barrel, and the person would think they were talking to to a real person. I don't know how they didn't know it was Pacino, but uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that that is such a great film. Another film that I've really appreciated recently was Charade with uh, with one of those great casts. Uh, uh, it's Audrey Hepburn, Cary Grant, Walter Matthau. Uh, Am I still there? Yeah, about you're you're yes, still you there. Okay, so just before you, before I get discontinued, there's another movie that I think is relative to the time, and it was made in 1960, and it's called Inherit the Wind. Yeah. I, I stood home from school. I, made my, I told my mother I wasn't feeling good. I wanted to watch this movie because the commercials kept on coming on TV, and I stood home because it was playing on the Million Dollar Movie, and it was in the afternoon. And it's about science, you know. It's the true story of the John Scopes monkey trial where he mm-hmm. tried to teach uh, revolution, evolution, and the people were, you know, just going by the literal word of the book. And at the end, Clarence Darrow, Spencer Tracy, uses the book to get the point across that, you know, he says a line, and, and I, I tweet this out to the people that I know, the family members that I know that don't want to understand what, what's, at, what's at stake is that, you know, this man wants the same um, rights as a sponge. When he gets uh, clearance, uh, when he gets Matthew Harrison Brady to admit that if God wants a sponge to think, he can think. And he gets, this man wants the same value as a sponge. And he says to him, there's more value in a child saying the multiplication table there is all your holy holies and your holy osanas. And to me, that that's a staple for me and how I see the world. That the mind and thought is what makes us special. And that's why you listen to BAI. And I, and I thank you so much for your call. Uh, by the way, there are some people who still are literal. Uh, and right now they have a lot more uh, power than they have in the past because of the current political situation. Again, the number to call is 212-209-2877 if you'd like to join this conversation. And I think we have another caller on, on hold, don't we? BAI, you're on the air. Hello. Yes, hi. Hi, how are you? We're well, and, and you? Okay, staying at home. Uh-huh. Doing and what are you doing to, 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 uh, uh, to fill your time? Well, I'm doing some painting. Uh, pictures. Did, did you do the painting before the uh, you were forced no, to see? No, no. Uh, before I've been doing them, but also I've been watching television, mm-hmm. and I watched a strange TV series called Doctor Who. Oh yeah, of course. Which one? I, There's been like six different Doctor Who's. Which which the new well, one I'm or on the eighties? I'm on the first one. Oh, so the fifties, right, or sixty? I think early sixties. I, I right? don't know. It could be. Right, let me 60s. let me uh, find that out for you. But yeah. Um. Yeah. So what what do you think of it? Is, is this the one in black and white with the really wild effects? Yes. Ah, that is my favorite too. Although that there's also an eighties Doctor Who with, that I'm sure any any Who fans out there know who I'm talking about. That was uh, that was also another fan favorite. But that early stuff. You're right. The effects are so low budget. It is just <laughs> hilarious. Yes. So anyway, I've watched the first uh, few episodes and I'm getting really uh, hooked on to it. 
And, Leonard, uh, somehow it, I got the year right on that. That was 1963 that that started. Wow. Uh, and then its original run ended in 89. So, yeah, now they've, that was a long they've done run. a redux. But, yeah, gosh, talk about a long run. I know, and now it's running again. But, yeah, really interesting ideas, you know, traveling through dimensions in a in a phone booth. <laughs> yeah. I always like the yeah. robots, too, which were clearly just based on trash cans, the, the, the later <laughs> one, the 80s one. <laughs> No, thank you so much for your call. You're welcome. Uh, Jesse, you've also uh, recommended a CIA podcast. Oh, gosh, yes. I have been uh, mildly obsessed with this podcast called Wind of Change. I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, this is done by a, an investigative journalist named Patrick Radden Keefe. Um, it's a crooked media podcast done in affiliation with 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 Spotify. It is a deep dive seven hour long episodes into uh, whether this this sort of longtime rumor legend that this journalist got from someone inside the CIA that the CIA wrote the German band The Scorpions massive 1990 hit Wind of Change <laughs> to help end the Cold War. And what's so fascinating as he sort of looks into this and looks in the different ways that the CIA has used media uh, in order to affect public opinions, uh, sending, you know, artists as far back as as Louis Armstrong and, and Nina Simone into war zones to try to uh, help with uh, with with publicity. But it ends up being somewhere in between a sort of true crime investigative podcast and an entertainment business podcast. Uh, and and just a really fascinating look at both. Again, the podcast is called Wind of Change. And Leonard, do I have time to just put in a really one quick plug for one last thing? Yeah. I just have to tell all our listeners um, to check out Dave Chappelle's 846 special on Netflix. Uh, Dave Chappelle just won uh, an Emmy a couple days ago for his uh, his pod or yesterday right for for his uh special sticks and stones this was released on june 12th less than three weeks after the killing of george floyd uh, mm. the title 846 is a, a reference to the amount of time that mini uh minneapolis police officer derek chauvin was uh kneeling on george actually Floyd's turned out to neck. be even longer than that they i think it's now over nine minutes that oh. they finally timed it out to be but oh okay. it's just such an amazing raw document dave Chappelle, one of the greatest my favorite comedian of all time he uh he's still on a notebook and allowing you to see uh something that clearly isn't finished in an effort to get it out in a timely way and it's somewhere between comedy and philosophy and actually the hair in the back of my neck just stood up even just thinking about it so i okay. cannot recommend it again enough that's on netflix jesse um, we've run out of time all right thank you yes. and thank all of our listeners who've called in but that brings us to the end of today's show if you're new to our program and you like what you've been hearing you can access past shows streaming on demand at wbai.org we're also available as an itunes podcast and don't forget to follow our show pages on facebook and twitter you can also visit our website leonardlopedatlarge.com where you'll find links to all of our past shows if you would like to send me your comments about something you've heard on the show or simply to say hello, you can reach me by email at leonardlopate at wbai.org. And as I mentioned earlier, WBAI is currently experiencing major financial difficulties because of the pandemic. We're asking anyone who isn't already supporting the station to please go to our website, wbai.org 
to give to WBAI.org or to call 516-620-3602. And consider becoming a BAI buddy for $10, $15, $20 a month. Again, give to WBAI.org. Also, the phone number 516-620-3602. And we hope you'll join us again tomorrow when one of our favorite regular contributors to the show, reporter Bob Henley, will re- return to talk about important things. We'll see you then.